Welcome you guys back to the AWM Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ricardo Stewart, and I got my friends here with me. And you know what? I'm going to take a little bit of time to go back and tell you why we have these names. And so I'm going to start first. Uh, my main man right here, Jeff Locke. Jeff Locke is a professor because here's the reality. Nobody can scoot in on this city. He's one of the smartest guys we know, and he's been giving financial advice to teammates and, and friends since before he even joined the industry of being a financial planner. And then we got the mayor here, uh, Sam Macho. And if anybody would know why, there he is. There's that smile. That's why he's the mayor. Because not because he's politicking, because at the end of the day, he's going to get everybody's vote. And lastly, we got the truth. No one's going to go deeper uh, in terms of finance and football and so forth. My man, Zach Miller, he's been known as the truth because of what he was able to do on the field and then the truth and the way he's able to give advice off the field. And then I know Sam's going to give me a hard time if I don't say how I got my name. It's pretty simple. I coach. I've been coaching since I left college, and I've coached college all the way down to AU flag football. And so uh, now we're taking all of who we are, and we're talking about the financial world, talking a little bit about football, but mainly just a lot of fun. So let's let's start. We've been traveling a little bit. Everybody's kind of been at different places and whatnot. And so um, where we been, you guys? I would love to hear some some stories. Man, well, y'all, y'all been traveling. I've been home, man. I've been in Dallas. Why well, I, I say home? I moved from Chicago. I, I played for the Bears for four years, the Cardinals before that, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, I moved back to Dallas where I grew up, and it's been awesome because now my, you know, I do stuff at ESPN as well. The college and NFL season is coming towards an end, so I've been able to be home more, and I've been up at Exos training, get trying to trying to look, look like I could still play again. But this is awesome to be able to be there and to be able to train to get my body right, and also connect with some guys who I got a chance to watch and support and talk about on TV. So I've been here in Dallas and Frisco. Uh, where are you guys been? Uh, Zach, where you whoa, been whoa, at whoa, last whoa, week? Whoa, Sam said he's been working out of Exos in Dallas. Let's just let you guys know as our listeners, we actually talked to one of one of the NFL players who was working out there. And I said, is Sam really working out? And no joke, I'm not going to use the exact words he said because that's not appropriate for the kids that are listening to this. But he said he's been getting a workout on. So, Well, the reason, the reason why, Coach, is one of my friends, because I was like, man, you know, as we go through life, we're trying to grow physically, mentally, emotionally, all these things. And so I was in the process of going to hire like this life coach. So me was like, oh man, I want to do this and that. And one of my best friends was like, bro, you don't need a life coach. Go hire a personal trainer. I was like, why? He's like, so you can look like you used to look like when you used to play. You know, you're on TV, your suits are fitting loose. So I said, you know what? I have the perfect idea. I'm gonna go and train, not just like with retired players, no offense to Jeff and Zach and Ricardo, I know you're not anymore. I'm going to go train with guys who are currently trying to do their off-season workouts. So that's where I've been. And, you know, I got to go all in, man. I'm kind of like all gas, no brakes. So that's where I'm at right now. Uh, all right, well, well the, other, the other three of us were in Mobile, Alabama um, last week for the Senior Bowl. Got to, got to spend some time in uh, a nice small town in the south of America. Um, I never got to play in the Senior Bowl. Jeff is, uh, is a Senior Bowl grad, one of the great illustrious punters to come out of the game um so definitely a fun experience there have one of our you know some guys playing in the game that we work with so uh a, a fun fun time to be down there together i mean i think My the first time is first time back oh since i since i played in it. Mm, literally it. it's been 11 years 12 years since i played in it and it's it it is different from that side of the table like when you're a player you sign autographs you sign autographs 
You know I ain't walking down the street getting autographed, Wesley. Hey, here's what I would give you. Here's what I toast him by. The professor and his perspective, because here's me and Zach. We're watching 101s. We're watching Lyman 101s. We're like, look at that quarterback. He can spin it. And Jeff goes, ooh, oh, wait, well, what was that, Jeff? He goes, I'm just kind of getting ahead of that punter because the wind was blowing this way. And I think he was hoping that when they punt it, they were going to go this way. But it looks like they're going to go the other way. And that's not good. I was like, that's different. <laughs> Yeah. One thing, I, one, when special teams comes on, I check out. Jeff checks in. What's the difference? Stop talking to me. I got to focus. We were watching the national championship together, and like you know, it's third. You know, third down comes and goes. Fourth down, where I want to go talk. Jeff's dialed in. Oh, did you see that? So shout out to Jeff. Um, but also, you talked about the Senior Bowl, which Jim Nagy. Shout out to Jim Nagy, obviously getting us all there, and I got a chance to play in the Senior Bowl as well. I've got to share. I was actually at the East West Shrine game as well. Got a chance to speak to some of the players there. Me and some other former NFL players and some Hall of Famers, just to talk about what it is to be going to the next level, which I know, Ricardo, you want to talk about that as well while we're here today. I mean, honestly, like this, I'm glad we're having this conversation too, because this is the time of the year, by the time this airs, the Super Bowl is going to be over. And to many of the spectators, it's like football is over, but there's so much football that's happening. But I feel like we have somebody here, um, because we don't know or is it right now who's going to win. Is it going to be the Chiefs or the Niners? But one thing I would love for you to talk about, Zach, before we, we really, really dive in is going, hey, what's it like to be on both sides of a Super Bowl win and a Super Bowl loss? Not to put you out like that, it's just you're the only one who's played in a Super Bowl and actually two. Well, my on-the-record uh, recommendation is to win the game. Uh, much, much better feeling, much better atmosphere after the game. Um, I mean, the whole week leading up to the Super Bowl, is crazy. Um, th there's just so many distractions, and we tried to address that when I was in Seattle with just doing everything the week before and then just repeating it the next week because there's all these things to go to. I mean, we went to we went to a Knicks game. We went to uh, we went to a bunch of like other things that weren't football and just a, not a normal week. So you don't have bowl games in the NFL. So so having a Super Bowl and going to a different site to play a neutral site game and the me I mean the media the amount of media hounding. Not me so much, more Marshawn, uh, is just insane. And then, you know, you you that that first experience, we win the game, it's 43 to eight. We know we know we won this game in the fourth quarter. You know, I'm dumping Gatorade on Pete Carroll. That's just an amazing experience, like first ever Super Bowl for the city of Seattle. Um, where we have Macklemore doing the the you know, concert after the game. It's just the most crazy experience with your teammates, with the guys you just grinded out the whole year between you know, 21 weeks of games with. And then contrast with losing, um, especially the way we did to the Patriots the next year here in my home state of Arizona, was one of the and it, and the way we lost that game was one of the most brutal losses ever. Um, the locker room was, I mean, it was I never seen anything like it, uh, never felt anything like it. They're showing highlights this week of of that game. I just I walk out of the room, I don't watch it. They constantly want to show the interception, and then we have we have Snoop Dogg performing after the game, and it was like. A lot of guys didn't show up in that like that little after party that's supposed to be fun and a and a amazing experience was just it was terrible and um you know no one enjoyed themselves. It was it was like our, our best friend just died. So um well, just got to see I'm both worlds. I'm glad I yeah. talked about that. Puts me in a dark place. <laughs> and I was I was on injured reserve. I wasn't even playing in the game and still still to to have to 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 deal with this, you know, 10, 11, 9 years later, I guess now it is. Uh yeah, def definitely 
winning a Super Bowl. I never thought I'd even have a chance to play uh, in a Super Bowl because given the start of my career with the Raiders, we weren't good. So that's just, you know, you got to keep doing the right things, keep putting yourself in a position, um, keep showing up, and then good things happen if, if, if you're in the right place at the right time. Well, we appreciate your perspective. Um, if I were where you were, I'd give you a hug, um, but I'm actually in my living room saying looks like you are and your place is actually in his office. Jeff, this is a new background for me. Where are you at? Yeah, I'm at our Pasadena office, working with probably 10 to 12 members of our team, watching them over here sitting at computers, um, and just kind of working on all things financial planning for our current clients, so like from the office and, and get things done some days. So what I want to do is this this season we said is like this time of the year is like this overlap where fans don't watch football games, but you're going to have all this coverage, right? We talked about the Senior Bowl. So you have guys who are transitioning from college to the NFL. You have guys in the NFL, they're going from their first contract to their second contract, second to third. You have guys who are going from one team to the next teams, likewise with coaches. Like there's a lot of football that's happening. And for those of us who work in the industry from a financial standpoint, but work or with professional athletes, namely NFL guys, like this is actually ramp up time. Like this is turn up time when it comes to people thinking about their financial strategy. You have rookies or soon to be rookies who are thinking about okay, I need financial advice. Um, and so I want to step back because when it comes to the financial advising world, one of the things that's not the concept that's not often talked about that we do a lot, like, you know, we talked before about how money is a tool. Okay, but once, like, how do you make that money? And there's a phrase that we use called human capital. And it's not unique to us, but it's something that's not often thought about is just thinking about human capital as a whole. So Jeff, um, we're going to take a few weeks to really kind of talk about this in, in ways that are hopefully fun and engaging in stories. But before we do, just kind of give us a layman's 10,000 feet, you know, definition, working definition of what the heck is human capital? Now, first thing I'm going to do is break down the term capital. Because people are like capital, you mean the capital of like a state, all right? You mean a capital, capital city? When we're saying capital, what we really mean is just something you can use. It's a resource. That's all capital is. Something you can use. A lot of times you can converting some capital to a different type of capital, right? So that, that's capital. And then human sounds a little bit easier, right? That just means what makes you distinctly human or what can you distinctly do as a person, right? So really human capital is things that require your effort, your skill, your expertise, or your time, right? That is like your ingrained human capital. And as you mentioned, Ricardo, like a lot of people in our world just think of the financial capital. And what do we do with the financial capital when we got to take a step back, like you're saying? That's why he's the professor. That was pretty darn good, buddy. <laughs> so like, all right. So there's kind of like three branches of this human capital that we'll talk about. One is physical, one is intellectual, and one is social. So the physical one, we would think, okay, that makes sense. But Zach, I mean, you you clearly play in the NFL for a long time, played in two Super Bowls, one you won, the other one we won't even talk about ever again. But what would you describe as physical capital, maybe even in your case or even some of the case of our clients? Yeah, so, I mean, physical capital to me was very easy, just it's gone. Like, I can't play anymore, no one will pay me to play football. And then so I have intellectual capital. And that's going back, getting my finance degree, becoming a certified financial planner, um, now, now that helps me earn more money doing those things. And it's not the only thing NFL players can do when they're done. I mean, we have guys that can, that they own, they own a gym where they, they train, you know, offensive linemen. And that's, 
using that intellectual capital, all that learned knowledge from being an NFL player to then help train up the next group. And then there's guys that go back, get their MBAs, get um, do more school, and they end up in the business world. And they're you know owning companies, running companies, doing all those things. So there's a ton of ways to use that intellectual capital once that physical capital is exhausted. Sam, first of all, that's that's a good answer, Zach. I appreciate it. If it was a bad answer, I wouldn't even say anything. But Sam, I mean, if anybody understands social capital and how to just love people and honestly, and people loving you, I mean, like explain just briefly what social capital is and what, it, what it's meant to you. Social capital for me is your last name. What do I mean by that? It's when people say your last name, even your first name, like what's the first thought that comes to their mind? Is it, oh, this guy calls and I want to pick up and I want to talk or it's, ooh, I see her call and I don't want to pick up. Like those are the kinds of things that I think about when I think about social capital. And oftentimes you can use your physical capital. Thinking about playing in the NFL, a lot of our, our clients are baseball or golf or football, right? Use your physical capital that may open up doors for your social capital. So for example, mm. Zach and I both played in the NFL. We were both part of the NFL Players Association. And so in my time with NFLPA, I was actually one of the people negotiating the collective bargaining agreement. What does that mean? That means I was one of the vice presidents. It was me and eight to nine other players representing the teams, the players, really not the teams, the players. But we were sitting in rooms with different owners, negotiating with different owners and also in rooms with people like Roger Goodell. Right. So all of a sudden, like in those negotiations, well, yes, you're fighting, you're arguing, arguing, but sometimes friendships can be formed. And so some of the owners that I may not have known before, well, now I know them on a first name basis. Roger Goodell and I have a relationship. He actually came out to Chicago a couple of years ago when I was me and some teammates were doing this, this we call it a liquor store teardown party. We talk about that on different podcasts, but we bought a liquor oh, store. We nice. tore down, we built this food mart in a food desert. Like I said, different podcast. Oh, nice. But he came out, he brought his wife. And all of a sudden, different people in the community came out. And so it's almost like your last name. Some people may even say um, your network, right? And I've heard the term used, your network is your net worth. And so it's social capital. What do people think of when they hear you or when they see you? And obviously being on ESPN, people talk about my smile or your joy. Like that social capital, it may not be a, a, a physical tool or intellectual tool, but it can help you build your wealth. That's good. That's good. Well, here's what we're going to do. As we talk about over the next couple of weeks, this human capital, essentially, how do you get your net worth? Like before we could talk about net worth, what do we, what do, we do to get physical? We've talked about it. In our client's case, they play on the field in the NFL, a team pays them money. Intellectual, as Zach talked about, one of the more intellectual people I know. Okay, I don't make physical anymore, but what do I do with my mind? And then social, saying, I love that. It's the name on the back of the jersey that Joe, what do people say when you call them? So we're going to talk more about this. Um, if anything we've said this week, last week, piques your interest, we would love to hear from you. Please hit us up, shoot us a text, 602-989-5022. Again, 602-989-5022. Um, signing off for the four of us. Can't wait to see you guys again. And we'll talk about who won that Super Bowl. The information in this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, 
consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision.